0: Well, hello, and welcome to this month's CSF podcast. As always, aiming to keep you up to date with the latest information and data in the wonderful world of rheumatology. On today's podcast, I'm going to be reviewing two papers that investigate the impact of two approved JAK inhibitors for people with rheumatoid arthritis. First paper uh, by Walter Reinisch and his colleagues highlight the latest update from the Phase two Manta and manta ray studies exploring the impact of forgotten semen parameters and sex hormones in men with inflammatory diseases. Uh, in the second paper David Simon and his team investigate the impact of baricitinib on volumetric bone mineral density and several other markers of bone health in RA patients. So it's quite interesting we're in that phase now of Jack biology where we're starting to look under the surface we're starting to think about the detail of what these molecules potentially can uh, do in in, in the context of wider human health. So really interesting stuff. And as ever, if you want to access detailed summary slides of these papers, head across to cytokinesignaling.com. cytokinesignaling.com, wonderful website, ton of useful information there and for those of you who were at EULAR thank you for the positive comments about the website it was amazing to me how many of you actually are going there downloading the papers downloading the slides looking at the summaries and some of you even listening to the podcasts. well thank you for that Well, look, let's go to paper one. The effects of filgotinib and semen parameters and sex hormones in male patients with inflammatory diseases. These are results from the phase two randomized double-blind placebo-controlled Manta and Manta Ray studies. So what's the background here? Well, over the last two decades, uh, I think we're all aware that we've been making huge progress in terms of immune target therapies uh, across a whole range of immune-mediated inflammatory diseases. And um, is an oral JAK1 preferential inhibitor. It's approved for the treatment of patients with moderate to severe RA who have an inadequate response or intolerance to at least one conventional DMARD. However, very few data on the effects of advanced treatments for IBD and inflammatory-mediated diseases and male reproductive health are available. Manta and Manta Ray were conducted in response to preclinical findings in rats and dogs that demonstrated that male reproductive organs were affected by filgotinib via an unknown mechanism. So the aim of these studies was to determine the impact, if any, of filgotinib, 200 milligrams once daily, on human semen parameters and sex hormones in participants with active inflammatory bowel disease or inflammatory rheumatic diseases. In each study, Patients uh, were randomized one-to-one to receive one stately double-blind forgotten at 200 milligrams of placebo for 13 weeks for pooled analysis of the primary endpoint. And that was proportion of participants with a greater than or equal to 50% decrease from baseline in sperm concentration at week 13. Participants who met the primary endpoint were monitored over an additional 52 weeks for reversibility. Secondary endpoints included change from baseline to week 13 in sperm concentration, total motility, normal morphology, total count, and ejaculate volume. Sex hormones, including luteinizing hormone, follicle stimulating hormone, inhibin B and total testosterone, and reversibility were exploratory endpoints. So, key results. Well, across both studies, 631 patients were screened, 248 were randomized to Fulgothinib 200 milligrams or placebo. Baseline demographics and characteristics were similar than indications between treatment groups. Numerically similar proportions of Fulgothinib-treated versus placebo-treated patients met the primary endpoint, 6.7% versus 8.3% respectively. There were no clinically relevant changes from baseline to week 13 in semen parameters or sex hormones or patterns of reversibility between treatment groups. And otherwise, folgotinib was well tolerated with no new safety events. So this is, I think, quite an important study. The totality of the data from manta and manta ray provide no evidence that results observed in rats and dogs were replicated in men suggesting that at 200 milligrams once daily has no measurable impact in semen parameters or indeed on any other indicator of male reproductive health. The consistency of findings across endpoints in this unique landmark trial demonstrates the strength of the study design and the authors believe this contends that their data like to be very reliable. Well, time will tell. We'll see how this plays out over the longer period. But I I really like the idea that a potential problem has been uh, raised and a clinical trial has been done to provide us with evidence to direct our practice. And that's how this should work in clinical medicine. Okay, well, the second paper, baricitinib improves bone properties and biomechanics in patients with rheumatoid arthritis, results of the prospective interventional Bare Bone Trial. B-A-R-E Bone Trial. Nice name. Well, background here, uh, we all, I think, are very well aware that in uh, people with rheumatoid arthritis, inflammation is a driver of bone loss. And to date, a substantial number of DMARDs that are available in rheumatoid can slow and halt radiographic progression. Um, An improvement in bone health by DMARDs seems to occur less commonly. Baricitinib is an oral selective JAK1-2 inhibitor approved for treatment of RA in patients with an adequate response or intolerance to at least one DMARD. It's an efficacious medicine, and it uh, does inhibit structural joint damage progression. So it could exert beneficial effects in bone remodeling and improve bone quality in RA. And that's what this study was all about, an interventional single arm study to look at the effect of baricitinib on a of joint damage as well as volumetric bone mineral density bone microstructure, and biomechanical properties in patients with active RA. It's a prospective single-arm interventional open-label single-centre phase 4 study, and the participants received baricitinib 4 milligrams per day over 52 weeks. And to assess bone properties and synovial inflammation, high-resolution CT scans and MRI were performed at baseline, week 24 and week 52, and clinical responses and safety were monitored, as one would expect. It's uh, basically an experimental medicine study. 30 RA patients were included. Uh, the, the key outcomes were that baricitinib significantly improved disease activity, as measured by das twenty ESR, and snowvale inflammation, as measured by Ramris synovitis scores. Investigators observed a significant improvement in trabecular uh, volumetric bone mineral density with a mean change of 611 uh, Mix HA per millimeter cubed. Biomechanical properties also improved with mean change from baseline and estimated stiffness of 2.28 kilonewtons uh, newtons per, per millimeter and estimated failure load of 98.8 newtons. The number and size of erosions in the metacarpal joints remained stable. Uh, small number of patients, uh, that's probably. About as far as we could go and there were no new safety signals once again the same remark uh, it's a small study and we've got huge evidence bases now that give us the highlights and safety issues around baricitinib and the wider jack family so concluding here well this is the first trial to look at evidence for an improvement of bone strength in people with rheumatoid after treatment with a JAK inhibitor uh, baricitinib led to a significant increase in estimated failure load and bone stiffness relatively rapidly, actually, after treatment initiation, which is absolutely fascinating and speaks to the systemic bone interactions that occur in people with rheumatoid. And in addition, jack inhibition by barostitinib in this occasion stabilized bone marrow density and halted progression of bone erosions, even in high resolution imaging. So that adds a little more to what we've already seen in larger powered trials. So taken together, I think these data do show is that paracitinib is not only effective in joint inflammation, structural damage inhibition, but may also provide wider improvements in bone functional properties. I think more studies are needed just to confirm and extend this, but it's a very nice experimental medicine approach. And my congratulations to the authors. Well... Let me close by reminding you that the publications uploaded this month are on sitekindsignaling.com. Of course, there's a whole lot of podcasts and other resources there, which I hope you will find useful. And as ever, thank you for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, indeed anywhere you get your podcast media from. And make sure to let us know what you think by leaving a review. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, Once again, whether you're uh, approaching summer or approaching winter, depending on whereabouts in the world you're listening from, I wish you the very best of times and every good fortune in the treatment of our patients. Thanks very much indeed.